Welcome to Lead with Less, the podcast for confident professionals with me, your host, Tash Peterson, Certified Leadership and Mindset Coach. This is the podcast for confident professionals that will help you move through overwhelm, burnout and self-doubt by sharing actionable strategies and practical steps that can have an immediate impact for you. With a mix of solo and guest episodes, I will share everything I've learned and applied over the last decade that has enabled me to create an extremely successful HR career and since then a profitable and thriving coaching business, all while blending it with everyday life and motherhood. I've also coached and empowered over 150 clients through one-on-one coaching and group programs to transform their lives and careers using these strategies. They now confidently thrive as their best selves and now I want you to have access to all of the goods too. This is the perfect spot if you're new to your career, a seasoned professional or aspiring into a people leadership role and want to lead with less so you can live and work with more confidence, clarity and energy. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Lead With Less. So great to have you back here. And today I'm talking about the truth about being a leader and how to become one. This is one of the biggest things that I end up speaking about with not only my leadership clients, but also my life coaching clients, because being a leader isn't only about what you're doing in your career or the level of seniority or position you're holding in your career. It's also about how you're showing up in your life. It's about how you're showing up for yourself. It's about how you're showing up for the people around you in every area, not just work. And so this is something that I really want to talk about today is the truth about leadership. So what are the stories that we've been told? What are the common beliefs or narratives that we're getting caught up in around leadership? Some points and tips on how you can step into your own leadership so that you can embrace being a leader in any area of your life and then also ways that you can develop your capacity as a leader so when I talk about capacity I'm talking about your energetic emotional and mental capacity of being a leader all right so let's dive in so what's the truth about leadership now This is the truth that I have come across in my work and in the conversations and things that I end up helping a lot of my clients with. This is something that I also believed. I'm not going to pretend that this wasn't my own belief story, but something that I have found and something that I continue to see and hear is that many people are still caught up in the pattern of thinking that leadership is about being in a certain role having a certain level of seniority, or even holding certain qualifications or tenure. Yes, to some extent, leadership is defined by career positions, right? So stepping into a manager role, stepping into a head of department, stepping into a director of a group, stepping into a CEO of a company, all of those have the element of leadership defined in the role right? Because they're now responsible for and looking after people or managing people day to day. However, I very distinctly define or very distinctly create a difference between a manager and a leader. Someone who is a manager is someone who is dictating what to do and when to do it, particular deadlines, particular 
ways of doing things and it's usually the way that they would do it there's a lot of technical focus in how they are managing their people and how they're managing their teams and also in the hiring of people into those teams it's very much what is it that you bring to the team do you do what you need to do do you hold the skills and qualifications that I'm looking for and it's very short-term, this particular task, this particular project focused. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. There are definitely certain teams, roles, departments that need to be managed in that way because of how the work is structured, because of the kind of deliverables that they need to create and the results that they need to deliver. Absolutely. However, when we're thinking about leadership, that is not what leadership is. Leadership is not coming from an authoritative or directive manner and some sometimes they might need to to get certain things done however it's not the majority of the way that they're showing up and the majority of the way that they are supporting and leading the people that they are working with and leading the teams that are working with them leadership is actually about who you are being as a person It's about how you are then enabling people to be around you. And to me, that is not about the position that you hold. Anybody can be a leader if they are focused on how they bring out the potential and strengths of another person. You can be a leader in your personal life, in your relationships. If you are focused on the strengths and potential of your friends, of your family, of your partner, how are you nurturing that within them? That is being a leader. If you are the head of your social committee or a sports team, or you might not even be the head of your sports team, but you might just be a member of your sports team, are you focusing on the potential and the strengths of your team members, your teammates around you? That is actually what's being a leader. More often than not, being a leader is not about the focus of technical capability, of can you technically do this job? Absolutely, it can enhance how you show up for your teams. Absolutely, because you have a better understanding of what they're doing day to day, because you have been there and you've done it before. However, that is not a necessary requirement on being a powerful and effective leader. Because you can focus on the potential and strengths of someone without needing to know the detail ins and outs of what they do day to day. The other aspect of being a leader is how are you showing up for yourself? The way that you show up for yourself, the way that you develop yourself, the way that you look after yourself, the way that you support yourself is an example of what it looks like for you to be a leader. Because when we do those things for ourselves, we have a bigger capacity or a bigger ability to then do that for other people. And again, that is not about a position that you hold. If we look at this in the context of traditional companies, so you're working in a corporate, you're working in a corporate structure that has teams, it has departments, that has hierarchy. So there's team members, there's team leaders, there's or supervisors, then there's managers, then there's directors, head of departments, there's the hierarchy. We can very quickly get caught up in the trap of, well, I'm not a leader because I don't manage a team, or I'm not a leader because I don't lead anybody i'm not a people leader but i would love to challenge you to go actually just because i don't necessarily hold that position 
I can still be a leader in the way that I show up for myself and also the way that I support and show up with my colleagues and the people around me. And we do this through a few things, which I'm going to share shortly. But this is something that I really, really, really want to rewire in everybody's brain around the truth about leadership. It's not about the position you hold. And being a manager does not necessarily mean that you are being a leader. You don't technically have to be fluent and an expert in your day-to-day job or the day-to-day jobs of your people to be a powerful and effective leader. You can never have done that job before and step up as a leader and still be really powerful and effective because you have the ability to focus on someone's potential and focus on someone's strengths to then help them deliver incredible results and deliver incredible outcomes and to deliver incredible performance in their day-to-day jobs. I personally believe that if every single one of us focuses on the fact that we can all be a leader, that we can be a leader for ourselves in terms of how we show up and live our own life, and then also that we can show up as a leader in our work without having to hold a certain position, the nature of how we do work, the nature of how supported and acknowledged and appreciated people feel will be so incredibly different. I personally believe that if people realize that they can become their own leader and step into that potential of being a leader, we will have far more people who are confident, energized, empowered, and resilient. So I'd love to challenge you to think about how you can be a more powerful leader in your life and in your work. And I'll share a few ways that you can step up into your own leadership. And I'm going to do a few episodes on each of these specifically, but I'm just going to talk about these very briefly to give you an insight into some of the things that you can focus on and think about so that you can step up into being a leader. The first one is to know who you are and how you want to show up. So one of the big things that I do and help people with is creating their own leadership identity. What does it mean for you to be a leader? What does it look like for you to lead yourself and also to lead the people around you? This doesn't mean telling people what to do, as I spoke about before. This doesn't mean knowing what's best for other people. It's about being able to hold space for people to develop their own identity of who they are and to show up in the best way that they want to show up. And we first need to be that example. We need to be the ones that are doing that so that we can then be the example for other people. So some things that you might think about here is how do I want people to feel when they are around me? Okay, if I want people to feel supported or I want people to feel connected or confident, what are the ways that I am behaving? How am I showing up to foster that feeling for people? I can't control if people do or don't feel that way. However, I can behave in a way that helps to foster that feeling in people. So take some time to really sit with that and ask, who do I want to be? And how do I want to show up as a leader? What does that look like for me? And what might also inform you here is in what ways have you not been led that way in the past? Often when I talk with a lot of people, they 
what informs the answers to these questions is what's been missing when they had leaders or and what are the things that they didn't like or didn't or don't want in the future that then helps to inform them about how they do want to then show up for other people and for themselves the second thing is to know and stand in your own values so I spoke about this in the last episode around getting really clear about what your values are and because what your values are is what you're saying is important and when we say ABC is important we then need to show up and make decisions and follow through on those values because if we have these values and we're saying that these things are important but we're not following through on them then they're not important end of story so being clear about what is important to you and then setting a supportive boundaries around those things. So if you are saying that family is important, every decision you need to make or every decision you make needs to then hold your family at the center point. So if you're saying that your family is important, but you're continuously working 100 hours a week, you're constantly saying no to being home for dinner, you're constantly saying yes to new and new projects, which means that you're spending less and less less time with your family, is your family important? That is a very uncomfortable question to sit with, but we need to be brutally honest with ourselves, with the things that we say are important, but that we're not following through with. It doesn't mean that we don't say yes to emergencies or that we don't say yes to particular projects, but that it's not the constant yes and that it's not the constant thing that we're doing that's dismissing family, which we're saying is important. And when we do this for ourselves, we then create the example and show and give permission to the people around us and to our teams that they get to do the same. Very uncomfortable reflection and question to sit with, but a really important one. The next one is to practice listening, deeply, deeply listening and making sure that you're genuinely listening to the people around you and not just waiting to respond. There is an incredible coach called Oscar Tromboli who I love following and he he actually has a quiz called Listening Villains, uh, the listening quiz. And by doing this quiz, you actually identify what your listening villains are. So what are the things that show up that make it harder for you or more challenging for you to truly listen to other people? And I'll pop the link to that in the show notes because it's something that's really, really insightful. When I did the quiz and I found out my listening villains, I was like, oh, yeah, that's 100% true. I think I'm the lost listener and the wandering listener or the dramatic listener, I think. So I get I get lost in my own thoughts. And so that means that I don't tend to listen very well. And then I also am trying to find my own stories to then add to the conversation, which also doesn't mean, which also means that I'm not necessarily fully listening. And one of the quotes that I really love from him that defines deeply listening is the willingness to have your mind changed. When we truly listen to someone else, we are willing to have our mind change. It doesn't mean that our mind will always change, but that we are willing for our mind to be changed, not for us to continue to validate our own thinking by not listening. But that is something really powerful to practice and to become comfortable with is number one, listening, being comfortable in silence. So literally not talking when someone else is talking and allowing there to be the element of silence when we process. So when someone has finished speaking, we actually take the time to let that fully sink in before we respond. 
But we need to practice the art of truly listening to someone and truly listening to what they are saying. Because when we do that, we then have the ability to ask really powerful questions. We have the ability for people to become their own solution creators versus thinking that we know everything, which is kind of that manager directive of, I'm just going to tell you what to do and I think I know what's right, versus the leadership approach, which is, okay, this is what you're saying. What are some of the solutions that you're thinking about or what are some of the solutions that you are considering? Let's work through those. So really practicing the art of listening to people that is a really powerful leadership skill the next one is to have a really good vision a bigger a big picture vision plus that short-term focus right so we know where we want to go we have that big picture pathway journey of what we're wanting to achieve what we're wanting to do And we are also focused on what are the short-term things that need to get done in order for us to be on that journey or for us to make headway towards that end point result. So being able to look at both of those things, have the bigger picture in mind and also be adaptable to what are some of the short-term things that we need to focus on. And part of being a leader is being able to hold both of those things at the same time. It doesn't mean that you need to know the exact answers, ins and outs of how you're going to do all of those things, because that's what the people around you also have the ability to input on. However, it is also our, it is also necessary that we have the ability to hold the space for the big visions that we are able to articulate what our North Star is, where we're constantly moving towards, plus be able to identify What are those short-term focuses in order for us to keep moving towards that end point? The big thing here as a leader is being comfortable and not knowing every detail of the how or the what, but we always are able to hold the why. And then utilize the potential and strengths of the people around us to bring forth the what and the how. You've heard me say this already a few times in this episode, But leadership is focusing on the potential and strengths of other people. I personally don't believe in constantly fixating on the weaknesses that people have and developing them. I don't think that that's the best use of energy. The best use of energy is for us to focus on our strengths. What what comes naturally to us? What is it that we naturally enjoy doing? What's our zone of genius? And then we build our team out to fill in the gaps of all of those things. So a high-performing team is one that everyone brings different strengths to the table, which then closes the gaps of the quote-unquote weaknesses of the people in the team so that you have a well-rounded team, not a set of people that all have the same strengths and then by default then all have the same gaps or weaknesses and I'll talk about that in a in a focused episode but a leader is going okay what is what is the potential that you hold what are the strengths that you have and then organize work in that way because when we naturally plan and allocate work that align with strengths or when we utilize the strengths in people they're naturally going to enjoy showing up more because what they're being asked to do is aligned with what comes naturally to them it doesn't mean that there of course aren't going to be areas of development because even if something is a strong point there are still ways that we can improve that and master that skill But the more that we can focus on the strengths, the more that we are going to get people who are engaged, who are satisfied with what they're doing, and also the better results that you're going to get. 
So if you're currently looking at how can I continue to build the weaknesses in my team, you know, I need to make sure that people don't have weaknesses, all those things. That's not what we need to be focusing on is let's actually have conversations with our team around what are the strengths that they hold and then how can I continue to enhance those? And then if there are gaps or weaknesses within the team, what does it look like for me to fill those gaps? Maybe by shifting some things around within my team. Maybe it's looking at actually my recruitment practices or my hiring practices of how I fill those gaps. And the last thing here is the last two things here is the first, <laughs> the second to last thing is speak up for things that are wrong or disempowering. This is having courageous conversations about the things that contribute to toxic cultures that contribute to really really unhelpful and unsupportive and unhealthy behavior and making sure that we actually build the courage and the confidence to have those conversations leadership is about having uncomfortable conversations it is about being able to say when things are not their best are being able to say and identify things that are contributing to toxic cultures that are contributing to dissatisfaction that are contributing to disengagement and I'm using more company speak like toxic cultures disengagement all those things but this applies in our personal life as well like that we're able to have uncomfortable conversations with our family and our friends and our partners about things that aren't working about things that are contributing to unhealthy behaviors or unhealthy outcomes or unhealthy feelings or undesired feelings. We need to be able to speak up and have really uncomfortable conversations in order for things to truly change, in order for things to truly be different. Because unless we do that, things are always just going to continue the way that they are. You know, a lot of people say to me, it's like, I wish that this would change. It's like, okay, wishing isn't going to do anything. What action are you taking? And more often than not, is there avoiding a conversation that needs to be had? Something that I always say is a courageous conversation is the conversation we don't want to have. Every conversation that you're currently trying to avoid, that's the courageous conversation we need to be having. And that's the conversation that's actually going to start shifting things and make a difference. And if you develop this and if you continuously practice this, even though it's terrifying, even though it's scary, even though it might not always have the solution that you want, you're showing up as a leader because you're doing the uncomfortable thing. And I will do an episode breaking down how to have a really empowered, courageous conversation and how you can show up powerfully in that, even when you feel vulnerable about what the outcome might be. And the last thing that I'll say about how you can step into your own leadership is practice giving feedback that is helpful, useful, and clear. I talk a lot about this in my programs around giving feedback and the importance of feedback in thriving relationships and in thriving teams. If we are not willing to give feedback, we do not create opportunities for growth and development. Feedback is not something that is mean or is rude or is destructive. Feedback, when it is useful and it's clear and specific, is the opportunity for development and growth. Without feedback, many, many people miss out on the opportunity to grow there's a whole lot of mindset stuff that comes into feedback which i will again dive into in another episode but we need to practice identifying feedback 
identifying things that could help someone develop and grow, that could help a team develop and grow, and see that as a gift for them. See that as an opportunity for them to develop and grow their strengths even more. It's not about saying, what are you doing wrong? It's about saying, hey, I noticed that here is something that could be done differently. Here is something that you could try potentially to get a better result. What do you think? It's up to them whether they decide to take it on board or not. But we need to be the ones that give it in the first place. Really, really important here. So those are some ways that you can step into be those are some ways that you can step into leadership. And all of those things are applicable both in a work context and in your personal life. Because being a leader isn't only a work thing, it is a life thing. It's a life practice. It's a life way of showing up. And the more that you actually do this in your personal life, the more it will flow into your work life as well. And three ways to develop your capacity as a leader to help support those things that I've just shared, to help support those five or six elements of leadership, is focusing on your leadership mindset. And this comes back to the identity piece. What are the stories and beliefs that you're currently getting caught up in that's stopping you from showing up in all of these ways, that's stopping you from being the leader that you want to be? So really pay attention to what you're telling yourself and what you're believing about leadership and what you're believing about yourself as a leader and making sure that you develop and shift that into a mindset and to a way of thinking that is a lot more powerful and empowering for you. I talk about that in the first episode actually a little bit around the growth mindset and ways that you can redefine that and rewire that for yourself. So that would be a great episode if you haven't listened to that one already to go back and have a listen to that one. And I'll pop that the link to that one in the show notes as well. The second thing is to focus on your energy building practices. So how are you supporting your energy capacity day to day? Are you focusing on things that nurture you so getting out in fresh air making sure that you're focusing on one thing at a time making sure that you're finishing work on time that you're not overworking that you have good sleep hygiene that you are eating well that you're moving your body all of those things all of those practices is what helps to fill up your energy as you're using it throughout the day and the more that we maintain and fill up our energy as we go the more capacity we have to step up into leadership, the more capacity we have to be able to hold space for other people and to hold space for ourselves. So ensuring that you have your self-care practices in place, because without having self-care in place, we don't have the ability to care for others. This is a really, really important part of that. And the third thing here is to have your support network. Having a support network around you that both challenges and nurtures you. The people around us shouldn't only appease us and, you know, pat us on the back. Those things are important, absolutely. However, we also need to have people that are challenging us, that are challenging our thinking and our behavior and our mindsets to make sure that we are showing up as the best version of ourselves, that we're developing the areas that we need to develop to make us even more effective. Part of leadership is the ability to hold space for other people. And something that's really important as a leader is to have a space where someone is holding it for you. Because when we don't have the space that is being held for us, we can become really depleted and drained, which then impacts the ability for us to hold space for other people. So having a mentor, a coach, 
a counselor, a therapist, any kind of space that helps to develop you as a person, that helps to develop your mindset, that helps to support and nurture you as a person is what's going to also help you and support, help you to support and nurture the people around you. So having a support network is really, really, really important on an ongoing basis, not just when things are starting to become really difficult or you're starting to feel really depleted, but as a maintenance element so that you always have that space where you're being looked after and you're being supported and nurtured as a person and as a leader. So those are the three ways to develop your capacity as a leader and making sure that you're actually like filling yourself up personally and in your leadership capacity so that you then have the ability to continuously step up as a leader day to day. And what I will say is that everything that I've talked about in this episode around knowing who you are, how you show up, standing in your values, having supportive boundaries, practicing listening to other people, holding a holding the big vision and the short-term focus, speaking up for what's wrong and disempowering, giving feedback and focusing on the potential of others. Those are ongoing things. This is not a one and done, oh, I did it today, so that's my leadership done. No, this is an ongoing way of being. This is an ongoing way of showing up and it's practicing it day to day. Some days it might flow and come really easily and feel really good. Other days it might feel really challenging and feel like you're screwing up and feels like it's really hard and you're not doing anything right. That is the ebb and flow of life. And the more that we practice, the more that we focus on showing up, the more that we focus on doing our best day to day, the easier and simpler it becomes over time. The easier and simpler it becomes because the stronger we become in all of these actions. So I hope that this episode was really, really helpful for you and helped to shift and help you see leadership in a different way. And if you have always wanted to be a leader, I hope that this gives you permission to see yourself as a leader right now and not waiting until you get a specific job or get to a specific level of your career or get to a certain status, but that you can actually develop your skills and practice as a leader right now in your personal life and in your professional life and in any relationship that you have within your life. I believe that every relationship that we have has the ability for us all to step up as a leader which then can make that relationship even more powerful, empowered, and effective. So I hope that this episode was really helpful for you. I hope that the tips that I share around how you can step into your leadership can benefit you and help you step up day to day in your life and in your work. So send me a message via email on Instagram or LinkedIn and let me know what you think. Let me know which one resonated with you the most and what you're going to focus on practicing. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lead With Less, the podcast for confident professionals with me, Tash Peterser. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and take a moment to leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, each month, one lucky reviewer will get a 45-minute one-to-one coaching session with me where you will get the tools and strategies to lead with less burnout, overwhelm, and self-doubt. And if you know anyone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share this with them and help me reach as many confident professionals as possible.